0: This episode of Obscure Chatter is sponsored by Pants. Pants, shorts that went to college. And now on to the episode. <sighs> big shout out to our sponsor Pants. Um I can't believe we were able to get such a hard get, you know, you you go out, you swing big and uh sometimes you hit big. Is that the expression? Hit big? <laughs> Anyways, welcome to Obscure Chatter. I am your host and your person that you are talking to, probably on a car ride or alone in your room as you draw or do laundry or none of those things, something else. You might be really rude right now and someone thinks that you're listening to them and you're listening to me, you devious, devious bastards. Well, uh, yes, thank you for tuning in for our April episode. April? April? Has been a long month. Uh, I don't know about any of y'all. I definitely talked to a few of my listeners throughout the month. It's been interesting, and by interesting, that's typically what I mean when I don't want to say shitty. Like if somebody says, "Hey, how's it going?" Uh, uh, I tend to overshare sometimes if I like the person. If I don't, you'll know because I'm like, "It's good," and then I just leave it there. Um. If I like you, I am so nervous about oversharing that I uh, just say interesting. Or, hey, Terry, how's it going? Oh, it goes. And they usually like, oh, it goes, does it? Like, yeah, how are you? Um, That was really interesting at the beginning of the pandemic when you were kind of not seeing people for a while and then you saw them for the first time. And they're like, hey, how's it going? You're like, oh, it's going good. And you know n- that it's just not true. it's just how we're programmed to say that isn't that interesting but yeah like oh it's been interesting uh the last i got to talk to you lovely people uh those of you who are returning listeners if you're new here welcome it's gonna get random uh, And uh, I'm so glad that you could join us. But uh the end of the last episode, I definitely talked about things that I was looking forward to regarding my birthday and the kind of uh, over-under that I've had with birthdays previously and just how they can be kind of a mixed bag sometimes. This one was a bit of a mixed fucking bag. Like... Imagine your trick or treat bag filled to the brim, yes. But is it filled to the brim when you turn it over? Is it going to be Reese's Peanut Butter Cups? Is it going to be Butterfingers? Is it going to be, you know, uh, good Kit Kats? I say good Kit Kats because I tend not to like a lot of the flavored Kit Kats. Prove me wrong. And also, if you're not sure, uh, I did a taste test of a few, a uh, couple Halloweens ago and I didn't get it. They don't have to be Tic Tacs in order to be flavored. Let Tic Tacs be what they are, anyways. Um, or is the bag of candy actually bags of raisins, pennies, notes from Jesus? Um, definitely got a a few interesting pennies amidst the mini peanut butter cup and all that. Great thing is, uh, I think the day after our last episode aired, um, did a really nice dinner at one of my favorite restaurants in the area. Uh, I live between Fort Worth, Texas and Dallas, Texas. We call that the mid-cities area. I grew up in uh, a bunch of different places, but I settled in the sixth grade around here in Arlington, Texas. Um, I say here. I don't live in Arlington, but I live near Arlington. Um, And I uh, love this area. I like being close to Dallas, but not living in Dallas. Uh, I used to live in Fort Worth a little bit. Um, Don't miss that. But I love Fort Worth. And um, the Stockyards area, if you're ever visiting, that is like a big like uh, Texas area to go to um when people i know that i did when i moved to texas as a kid from california i was like how are we supposed to move to texas uh like i don't have a horse i don't have a i don't have a cowboy hat how am i going to get to school um, both, both of my parents are from Texas. I uh, just, my dad was in the Navy at the time and we happened to be in, in uh, Chula Vista, California. My brother was born in San Diego. I was born in Pennsylvania. So, uh, yeah, we're just from all over the place, but we still found a way back to Texas. Huzzah. But Fort Worth Stockyards is where you go when you want like the Texan experience And it's actually where one of my favorite restaurants, a little place called Lonesome Dove Bistro, Uh, it's great. They got a lot of funky stuff. Like, they serve, like, rattlesnake, rabbit, kangaroo, antelope, bison, all this stuff. And they have uh, stuff for pescatarians as well. Uh, One of my friends, uh, Aaron... Was there, and I, uh, I tried to make sure the people that Stephen invited. I tried to make sure that there was something for everybody there, because it would really, as a former vegetarian, I'm never expecting to be catered to, even when it is an event that is being thrown for me. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, there there was a lot, so had a small little dinner, um, been there and celebrated a few events here and there. Uh, we cel- Stephen and I celebrated an anniversary there, but my first instance of going there, I didn't even realize it was that place until Stephen and I went back, but um, looking back, um, I'd also been there for a friend's birthday. Uh, it's one of those places you definitely want to save up, because... Uh, It can get a little pricey really quick, but you get your fancy cocktails. Our waiter was great. He kind of reminded me of Andy Samberg's character from Parks and Rec. Like, he always just talked a little too loud. You know, like, oh, God, what was I kept saying? Because uh, he did remind me, and I think he caught me at one point. It's just, he's got a very identifiable voice where it was just like, a, there's a worm over, uh, there's a log over there with a bunch of worms on it. I call it worm log. Like, it was very, very, very that it was like, how are we doing on drinks? Like, I, I love the guy. But, um, yeah, it was, uh, got to do the thing where, like, there are friends from different parts of my life that intermingled and nobody died. Uh, there was there was some like funkiness, but that's just not worth getting into with anyone other than my therapist at this point. But um, I had also decided and that was on Saturday night, which was April first. My birthday is on April fourth. Uh, on the second, I decided to see John Wick four because I don't I don't know who doesn't know this, but I'm I'm a big Keanu Reeves fan. And it's not even like, oh, you think he's hot or like da-da-da-da-da. Like, I don't like people that like talk shit about his acting ability. It just kind of shows that you've seen like maybe one or two things that he's done. Um, But I also just love his vibe. Uh, You know, he's just a cool, chill person. And if you know anything about Keanu's history, there are definitely people that could have been in this and likely have been in the same exact situations that he's been put in throughout his 56, 57 years and be bitter and feel entitled to throw their very traumatic feelings at people. But he doesn't do that. And I just... Uh, I really respect the fuck out of him, and I just, yeah, like, I, I've i got a—my <laughs> friend Mike McFarlane got me, like, a Keanu candle. Um, I've been fascinated with him since uh, first seeing him in a movie called Parenthood, which I believe I initially saw because it had the mom from Lost Boys in it, which is Diane Weiss, but that's how I referred to her at the time, and Steve Martin, Steve Martin, who is also just a special, special soul to me. Um. But uh, John Wick 4 had a a great cast. Um, I love Bill Skarsgård as a bad guy. Uh, Donnie Yen is pretty great. I actually have gotten to, as a writer, adapt a movie of Donnie Yen's called Raging Fire. Uh, And over the years, yeah, I think I've been in some live-action dubs that he's at least one live-action of a Donnie in film. I forget. I think it was maybe an it man or I forget. And maybe one other thing, but um, yeah, I love his fighting style. I love his friendship with Keanu off screen. Um, And it was just, it was good. Um, It, it didn't try to be more than it was. It expanded on the mythology and a really chill way. Uh, Some people were saying it was too long. Uh, I, I mean, it's an action movie, but uh, to me, I always kind of saw as it grew, um, uh, it just kind of felt like a, a foreign film in that, uh, foreign films tend not to be very go, 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 go. That is a generalization, obviously. Um, but, um, we're, uh, uh, they're not very go, 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 go. Uh, this was chill. It took its time and it knew... It knew that this was going to be the last, although I know that there will be other things in the the Wickverse, But uh, one thing is, I hadn't been to the movies in a while. I rarely, rarely go to the movies. I think the last time I went to the movie before this, I was so paranoid about COVID um, that I bought out the entire row. I think it was... Uh, uh, yeah, uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, and, <laughs> uh, Steven and I were feeling particularly saucy, so we bought out the whole back row, so nobody would sit with us. There was someone that tried to sit down, and we were like, oh, and they're like, oh wrong row, like, uh-huh, I was just waiting for someone to sit down and be like, I, like, I put things on each, like, thing near me, like, I don't know. I knew it was going to be a dead theater, but I wanted it to be more dead because I didn't want people close to me. Uh, This time didn't do that, but I thought the theater was going to be kind of dead. And Stephen and I were very, very wrong. Um, We were the only ones wearing masks. We tend to be in the minority as far as masks go, pretty much everywhere we go. And uh, I'm uh, I'm recording here and there, and some studios don't even require, you know uh, being, like, being notified if you're COVID-friendly, so that's why I'm probably going to be uh, wearing my mask. I don't know why that's going to be, uh, but, uh, yeah, no, so we're wearing a mask, but we also were going to eat. I think at one point I put my food down to the side of me, like, on the floor, because I, I was done with it, but I picked it up to throw it away, and what I think happened, this is just one theory, is that I picked up, picked it up from the bottom. Uh, and I didn't go to the restroom at the end of the movie like I usually do. Uh, we immediately left. And I probably touched my phone, and then my face, and possibly like a straw or something. I think <laughs> I poisoned myself. Because the next day, which is April 3rd, I decided to take all of the week of my birthday off. That was my own little present to myself. And it's a really good thing that I did that and did not have anything scheduled because I got severely ill. Uh, I got, uh, on Monday night, uh, I had never seen the movie Coraline. Um, and, uh, like, uh, I've read the book, and I love Neil Gaiman. Um... One of my favorite books by him is the Graveyard Book. Uh, Coraline is very cool. um, And (sighs) real talk, I actually love the animation, and I love the liberties that they took and uh, the way they kind of changed the adaptation to work for film. Because there are some things where Coraline's a little, like, more quick to kind of question some stuff than her animated counterpart. But, um... I know that they initially did some of the casting with the idea that this was going to be a live action and that got scrapped and they were going to make it animation and they kept, you know, like Dakota Fanning um, and I think a couple of other people, they kept them to be the voice actors. I think they gave Dakota the option and she was like, yes, because she was a fan. I think I am incredibly hard on film actors with no voiceover experience where they can go a little too subdued, but also sometimes a little too over the top if they don't have experience with the mic. The mic does take some getting used to when you're voice acting. Um, Compared to being on film, you don't get to play with your face, you know. Or play a moment or a reaction or how... Yeah, just a moment with your face. It has to be through your voice somehow. Uh, And I think that some nuances could have been a little stronger with more seasoned actors around Dakota Fanning. Um, But I still loved it. But there was a moment while watching it where some stuff started doubling. Like, I don't... Feel good. And by the end of the movie, I was starting to shake and shiver. I'm like, oh no. Stephen took my temperature. It was over a hundred, and I uh not cool things happened uh, to my stomach and to the food I ate that night. But um, yeah, I woke up, couldn't keep anything down, and wasn't hungry. At all. And that was my birthday. <laughs> so uh, my plan for my birthday was to order a pizza from our pa- our favorite place around here and watch the whole Nightmare on Elm Street film uh, series uh, of the originals, uh, not like the remake or Freddy vs. Jason or anything like that. But I actually have a soft spot for Freddy vs. Jason uh even though you shouldn't uh include it in the mythology but um you know like the ninety uh the eighty four one through uh Wes Craven's new nightmare so um i was well enough that we uh but i have those on v h s and i i was feeling nostalgic, so even though i was sick, i got. Um, Steven to join me on the couch, and I I slept through most of the day and most of the night. And then I woke up with a giant crick in my neck the next day and my shoulders, just because sick sleep, you tend to sleep like the dead. And, you know, 39 now, so I hadn't stretched all of the day before. I hadn't worked out or anything, so my body just was in pain and inflamed so I had to actually get on muscle relaxers uh, to chill my body the fuck out, um, and I was pretty floopy and in pain and with a gurgly stomach for most of my birthday week, which was my week off. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I was supposed to be on those real muscle relaxers until like I ran out, which they gave me a ten day, uh, little thing. So the next time I actually came in to record for uh, something, I had to get Stephen to drive me because I was floopy. I <laughs> I actually um, had trouble kind of just staying on task. The person directing me was very like, Terry, Terry, Terry. And it reminded me uh, my first audition ever for a voice acting role. I decided to they always tell you like, say yes, you know, say yes to opportunity and blah, blah, blah. So I had my wisdom teeth removed. Two days later, I had an audition for my first, like, voice acting audition, and I don't remember. (laughs) I could tell you it wasn't good, and that I had a lot of blood in my mouth. But it kind of gave me that same vibe as recording with muscle relaxers. I don't understand how, like, friends or, like, goofballs can be like, oh, yeah, I went in, like, hi. I'm like, how? I... (laughs) I don't even try to read in bed if I've been drinking that day. Like, I <laughs> I, I just can't focus that way, but good for y'all. Um, yeah, so, not the best. It was toward the end of the week when my stomach got a little better that um, I didn't want a cake. I'm hit or miss on cake, but Stephen and I, like, found a strawberry cake mix I've been really about the strawberry life, like strawberry ice cream, strawberry cake, strawberries. Uh and uh just wanted a pink little cake. So we made like this giant cake and made like this cream uh this cream this cream cheese icing. Uh it was delicious and just kind of slowly ate at that for the next week. Pardon me. Um yeah, so I actually ended up, because I was so sick, I ended up taking the next week off to make up for that. And that's when I went thrifting, which uh, going to thrift stores and just finding little hidden treasures is a big, uh, like a big deal to me. I don't know. Um, If I can find a way to not go into a department store, if I can, if I have the time to hunt for stuff, that's typically what I'll do. Uh, Unless it's like a shirt I really want or, you know, uh, that I, I know I can't find used without some horrifying Etsy or eBay experience or paying an insane amount. Went by Horror Freak, which Horror Freak is in Bedford, Texas. I believe Bedford, Bedford or Hearst. I want to say Bedford. Horror Freak is the place to go. I talk about it and kind of like pimp out little posts here and there on my Instagram. Horror Freak is exactly that. It's for the dorks like me that love horror. They sell VHS, Blu-ray, and DVDs of horror films. But they've also got horror Stuff. They even did a movie called Retro Freaks with some of the Monster Squad kids uh, who are now grown up, obviously. But yeah, you can get a bunch of stuff that way. Um, I've gotten a really cool Hammer uh, Hammer horror films poster from them. Uh, I got uh, this time around. I got a few new VHSs, uh, new to me VHSs, and some Tales from the Crypt. Uh, trading cards and Garbage Pail Kid trading cards. It is a lot of fun. If you're local to the area or you are visiting, try to stop by and uh, give them a holler. Take photos. Uh, Really, uh, there is something for everybody. Even if you are, like, they've gotten purses. Um, Sometimes people, you can also sell some horror stuff that maybe you don't need anymore or You've got too much of. They are great. Give them. And uh, that is not a paid endorsement. Not like Pants, an official sponsor of Obscure Chatter. Horror Freak, I just love. Like, since they've opened, they've just been a great little place for this horror dork to get out of the house and uh, just hang out. And they've also there's also a retro toy store in the same little shopping center and a coin arcade. So, yeah, check it out. Um, if you are looking it up, you just look up horror freak on uh, Instagram or just through the web and it'll be like all that other stuff. The retro toy store and the arcade are all in the same little section. So check it out. And if you do check it out, tag me uh, on your Instagram or however, and uh, let me know what you think. If it's positive, if it's negative, keep that to yourself. I want nothing but positive stuff. I've had enough going on in April, my God. Um, but yeah, no, like I'm glad that I, I got to uh, have a, a kind of a do-over, like off week. That was that was really great. But uh, aside from that, it's just been kind of an interesting, like, test in like overly being overly stressed. Um, but this past week. I don't know, something kind of clicked where I'm just kind of feeling my zen moment. Uh, Steven and I are just trying to do more things together, but also just trying to do stuff apart, too, you know, Um, because... It's important not to be super codependent on each other. And, uh, like, it's really cool. All of today, I've just seen Stephen getting ready for his new hive. Uh, For those who don't know, Stephen is an excellent beekeeper. But because of aerial spraying and um, one hive that rejected the queen and then a queen died. So the hive just said, fuck it. You know hives? Even if you buy them, they can just be like, fuck it. I'm out. And they'll just leave? Did you know bees do that? (laughs) But, um, yeah, we're getting bees again. I say we. uh, People always kind of like, oh, I can't believe you do that. And then they ask for honey. And you tell them to uh, fuck off in a really polite way. But um, unless they're cool, then you give them a little bit of honey. But, yeah, uh, the big thing um, from my birthday before I forget, because uh, I just can't. The biggest, weirdest part... Oh, my God, let me get some water, because this is going to be a minute. I mentioned this in the last episode. I was seeing a psychic on my birthday. And here's probably why I was about to completely gloss over that, is um, I could barely sit up for a long time without feeling really woozy. But I did not want to reschedule with a psychic that Steven had scheduled on my birthday. It felt very kismet, you know, to be just, or not kismet, I don't know what the word I'm thinking of is. But it felt just very appropriate to have it on my birthday. So this psychic uh, was paid to, from, this is a present from Steven. Um, the deal was half of my hour with her was going to be mediumship. And the other half was going to be tarot. I've had friends read my tarot. I've been in New Orleans and had a really adorable English woman read my tarot. She was very, uh, the woman in New Orleans uh, just reading my tarot was very spot on. But I'm so like, go, 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 go," that she's like, well, we finished your tarot reading and you still got 30 minutes. Um, do you want me to read anyone else's tarot near you? And so I had her read Stephen's, like, with me thinking about Stephen, and sh- everything she said was spot on. Um, like, and actually when she read his cards, the first thing she said was, my God, what's he got to be so anxious about? And he was, like, super anxious at the time. She said, no, get him a chamomile tincture. I go to the Apothecary every week, and I get this little chamomile tincture and blah, 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 Um. <laughs> Probably doing a disservice to her accent, but hey. Um, but, uh, and I had her read for my uh, former best friend uh, as well. And, I, and then I had her talk a little bit about someone that I missed, which was my dad. And um, she brought up my brother, which I did not prompt, and I did not say anything about having a sibling. And my brother was actually expecting a kid and all this stuff. But she, yeah, she was spot on. And that was just through tarot. Um, I have always been a Scully, for those who have never seen X-Files or don't get that reference, Scully is a skeptic, Mulder, Fox Mulder, is the believer. In my relationship with Stephen, he has definitely been more the Fox Mulder, and I am the Dana Scully. But just with experiences just in my time with Stephen, which as of January, I've known this guy for 17 years. and. And in October, we'll have been dating for 17 years, which is crazy. And, uh, time flies, man. But, you know, um, had some crazy experiences that have definitely left me feeling a little more like, okay, so I can't keep walking around feeling like I know everything. So I let myself be open to uh, new experiences, um... I am still very skeptical because I also, yeah, I've I've seen it really affect people uh, in a bad way. I've seen people get swindled. I've seen people sometimes. I'd say most of the time, if someone is going to a psychic, they are looking for answers that they more than likely already have and just need a non-biased source that isn't going to judge them. Um. I also just described therapy, <laughs> but um, I do that too. Uh, but I don't know. I, I've just never had like a real reading, and just um, I've gone through a lot of stuff in the past few years since we've gone to New Orleans and everything, and so is Stephen. Um, that I was like, I would love to go to like a real psychic and. So Stephen found this chick that came, like, highly recommended, but (laughs) we actually found her, I think, through... My uh, luxury card, got the the black luxury card, and it comes with a concierge, so you can call and be like, hey, can you look for a restaurant for me? They helped book a lot of the stuff that we went to in Vegas. Um, But like, okay, so as a luxury card, we cannot say that we recommend you go to any psychic, but here are some that are highly rated and blah, blah, blah. So Stephen booked it. Lady was fine. And it wasn't until the day of, like, be sure... I've never heard like I've had tons of friends go, but uh like say a specific prayer and um before you log on to your Zoom call with me. Yes, this is a virtual meeting. I feel like if I I don't know. Virtual meetings are definitely a thing, but I I don't know. I feel I'll get into that. Um so we sign on And uh, I let her know, like, by the way, like, uh, I almost canceled today because I was really sick. She's like, I almost canceled today because I have a really bad headache. Like, all right. She's like, have you said your prayers? Have I ever read for you? I've read for you before. I'm like, no. And (laughs) starting off strong by me going, nope. Um, But uh, she's like, all right. So right away, I'm getting a male presence. Um, He's, oh, he's a mean one. Uh, so, it, would this be, uh, would this be, uh, a father figure? I'm like, I, you know, and that's when I'm immediately like, okay. Mm. Um, she's like, he's been gone two, two years? Can you confirm that, two years? I'm like, he's... He's been gone twenty years, and like, oh, that's where the that's where, oh god, I just slap this shit out of my microphone. Oh, that's where the the two comes in. All right, so sometimes it's not da da da. I'm getting like a J, like a James, like do you, uh, was your father's name James? I'm like, No, she's like, oh, it could be, you know, sometimes names are difficult. I'm like, oh, this does not feel good. It's like, would he um, would you have considered him like uh, I don't know a better way to say this, like a trump.er Like no, well, you know, like what what I mean when I say like you know a trump.er I'm like yeah, I'm gonna still say no. Like he was a, a redneck guy, but like no, uh, <laughs> um, just like well, you know, uh, you know he he wants you to know that he still misses your mom. And, like they were divorced for twelve years, but uh. uh I I could kind of be like, "Uh uh-huh. And she just kind of kept trying to gear me to tell her more. And just, I'm too much of a skeptic. I'm like, no, tell me more. I'm not going to lead you where you need me to lead you to give you more information. We were in my office uh, or, you know, on my side. So my office is like baby doll pink, uh, like princess pink. And it's head-to-toe covered with artwork that I like, uh, things fans have given me over the years, uh, collectibles, all that stuff. And she's seeing all of this. So when a feminine presence makes herself known to spirit, um, it becomes like, uh, like, is this uh, a grandmother on your mother's side? Like, yeah and uh, she just passed away in the last year like no <laughs> stop you're really bad at this i uh i don't know um it just uh, uh she was like uh, your grandma thinks you have too much stuff i'm like if you look behind me i've got oodles of bullshit behind me and my grandmother was a pack rat like did she uh, was she really like she really like obsessed with ironing like yeah, Uh she was a grandma. That <laughs> I I don't know. Oh my gosh! But um, yeah. The more the little bits that I would give her eventually about my mom and the like, I I'm no contact with my mother. Uh, we've been estranged for a number of years now. Um, uh, we were estranged for a little bit, and then uh, she. Agreed to work on some things. I agreed to work on some things. And then she stopped doing the work. Um, so we've been estranged four years now. I can tell you right now, I don't know. And I'm pretty sure that's never going to change. But um, she was very positive about my mother until I gave her more information. And then Spirit, I'm using my finger quotes here, Spirit became a lot more critical. Uh, in both my father's presence and my grandmother's presence, supposedly, like like thought my mother was very selfish and um, really shit talked my mom in a way that she wasn't until I gave her more information. So, huh? Uh, but the whole time, um, she kept just being like, you know, like I'm not trying to hurt your feelings da-da-da-da-da. i am like, you bitch, you are not hurting my feelings. If I'm giving you a face, it's because I've got resting witch face, and I am sick. I'm sick. Like, my lips had no color, and on a Zoom call, even with proper lighting, it's just like, is that bitch dead? Like, <laughs> um, yeah, it-, it was pretty bad, but again, I still wanted to do it. Uh, so, it's fine. I actually recorded the whole thing. And I also left my door open so Stephen could hear the whole thing. And he's like... You can, I could kind of occasionally hear him shift, which meant he's like, kind of like... <laughs> in a different context, he'd be like, what? But he was just staying quiet. Um, and then it, be, uh, it became... Time to do the tarot. And uh, the tarot... She did say some other things, like, I'm missing so much. Uh, and planning, I did create a, a transcript of the conversation. Um, if you guys are interested in hearing more, please let me know, because I know that I'm skipping out on so much. But one of the weirder things she brought up um, a little bit before she let me go, she's like, have you ever done one of those uh, those 23andMe's? I'm like, yeah. She's like, you just did it? I'm like, no! I didn't just do it! I That was me pounding on... The arm of my chair. I I didn't just do it. And she's like, and you found out you're Italian? I did not find out I was Italian. Uh, my 23andMe is actually incredibly vast, but it actually showed me that I was more Native American than my family is let on. Uh, like, it's like, a, oh, like a, you're twice removed from like a, the Kickapoo tribe or whatever. And it's like, no, I, I'm actually like 20% Native American. And then, yeah, very Spanish, Portuguese, Mexican, and then uh, clearly on my dad's side, it's a yeah, British, Irish, blah blah blah. But um, yeah, no Italian. Did not. She's like, she eventually started talking very heavily. She said, "You're really like now that you know that about yourself, you're really like starting to explore like your Italian identity." I just gave up. Because she was wrong about so much. And I'm like, yeah. She's like, oh, my God. And I can see that you're so excited about this and blah, blah, blah. No. I'm not Italian. (laughs) Uh, No. But I didn't tell her that because I just maybe somebody can like there. I know I have friends that are psychic. I have friends that professionally read tarot. I don't know. I also have friends that are just sensitive. I'm apparently sensitive, according to this person. Uh, This psychic, I'm not going to tell you her name or anything like that. She was nice enough. It's just the way that she came recommended, the amount of recommendations, and just how she was hyped up. I'm just surprised at how wrong she was. About so much. Like, I feel like she could have guessed a lot more right than she did. <laughs> so if Spirit was indeed there, Spirit did her wrong on this particular day. Maybe Spirit was sick. Um, maybe Spirit was with me when I saw John Wick 4. I don't know. But <laughs> we get to the tarot part. And most of the tarot is her talking about my husband. Uh, like, talking about Stephen financing a movie. He's not financing a movie Um, about how um, I do classes and I do I I teach I coach voiceover, um, but uh, I also do classes. I was thinking about expanding more on how to world build and just, like, my craft as an actor as well as a writer. And she's like, you, you don't need to do any of that. You already know everything you need to know. I'm like, that is, like, some of the shittiest experience to give it creative. We should never, ever be done learning, in my opinion. But I, I guess her heart was in the right place. It's like, no, you need to be teaching those classes. You know, and also... Um, have you been depressed lately? Like, well, yeah, I'm sick on my birthday, Brenda. Uh, <laughs> um, her name was not Brenda. That's just one of the names that I over exaggerate on. Brenda and Kathy are the big ones. But and Brindy, I don't know why. but um uh, she's like, you could potentially be getting depressed because you are suppressing your gift. You are gifted which I've heard before, but I I don't know what to do with that. Y'all, like, I I literally don't know what to do with that. I need to apparently find uh, an energy healer. Not sure how to do that, and definitely don't want to ask luxury card about it. But I also need to start practicing Reiki. Reiki? Whatever the fuck. Um, And start teaching it. (laughs) The first thing in my head was the Marge Simpson thing, like, Mom, you don't teach the piano. Like, the trick is to stay one lesson ahead of the kid. Like, okay, you just told me to learn something and immediately turn around and teach it. I I don't want to do that. Basically, kind of being like, All right, like, being a writer and being an actor, that point of your life is done. Like, I, and uh, you need to move on to more metaphysical. All, all of that and then she she basically kind of kept stopping my reading to talk about other clients which I'm like I know you're not a doctor or anything but this seems really shitty <laughs> um yeah I, I I felt really weird about it uh, like I left the the chat said goodbye and it was supposed to be an hour it was an hour and a half. It was an hour and a half, and she also did uh, my—I was not prepared for this—my numerology. And uh, a couple days later, she gave me two 20-page PDFs uh, on numerology that I I legit can't make sense of. And then I transcribed—I recorded uh, the audio of it, and then I transcribed that. The transcription is like 14 very heavily dense pages and it oh, I don't even really know where to start. I've been telling myself to like go through it. I was really really sick. <laughs> I I don't know. I also don't know if it's worth going through. It's she was just wrong about so much and it was kind of a letdown. But I told myself that even if it was a letdown, it was an experience, and it was definitely that. But, yeah, when I signed off, it got really quiet. I'm like, what do you think? And Stephen's like, what? Just constantly like, what? No. Uh, um, it just did not vibe. Uh, like, enough that, obviously, when she kept asking me stuff, I just kind of closed off completely. I was trying to be nice about it, but she just kept getting stuff wrong, and I would call her on it, and then her answers would, uh, like, a lot of that's left to interpretation anyways, but it's like, even if I were a believer, I don't know if I could suspend my disbelief to the extent that you would need to in order for some of her stuff to be remotely plausible but yeah that was that was the big one uh there is more there's always more always more with you guys because I get to talk to you a month at a time that I'm not I'm like I'm sure I'm forgetting so much more but um uh one really like the sweet thing is just that like my dude took care of me. I felt very taken care of on my birthday being sick. And um, we eventually got our pizza and just chilled out. It was great. Uh, got to see a lot of really cool stuff outside of that. There was a point where um we had gotten the itch. I love horror movies. I really, really do. Uh, I don't. Think that shocks anyone that's listening to me at this point, but uh, one movie that I had only seen a couple of times as a kid, I saw that I had some Amazon credits from my birthday, and people sent me some really cool little gift cards and stuff. So I'm like, I want to rent Return of the Living Dead too. Surely it is not as bad as I remember, and it's just as bad as I remember uh, in the camp way return of the living dead is just a great movie that happens to be campy return of the living dead 2 is pure camp it's (laughs) uh they've even got um two characters that were in the first one saying their dialogue exactly like they said in the first one and being like i feel like we've been here before (laughs) like you've said what you've said i've said what i've said they've been here i don't get this um (laughs) it it uh it's just random if you have not checked out return of the living dead you are doing yourself a disservice if you ha- if you haven't seen return of the living dead 2 just watch the trailer and you decide but if you haven't seen either of those and you decide to check them out because of me please let me know i want to know what you think um another like okay and off the wall watching during my week off uh here's the thing about tiktok tiktok is great because the algorithm eventually shows you things that you're like why are you showing me this and the algorithm algorithm's like yeah why am i showing you this i and it showed me a clip of mrs harris goes to paris which i'd never seen never heard of but i'm like wait wait ah." Uh, I think that's a book. And it's actually a trilogy of adventures of this 1950s uh, maid that's, uh, or cleaning lady that's um, widowed. Um, she actually, at this point, doesn't even know if her husband's alive uh, in a war. Um, so she's just hoping that he'll come home, but it's not looking good. Um, and she's just trying to live her life. And then one day when she's cleaning, She, uh, one of her wealthy, you know, clients, she's cleaning their bedroom and sees the most beautiful thing she's ever seen in her entire life, which is a dress by Christian Dior. And like the, the film is so like the, the music swells, like the sparkles from the dress hit. And you see this woman fall in love with this dress to her. It's just a dream. I know it can definitely be like, little oh, consumerism, all that stuff, but I I don't know. Like, this actress, I, can't, I don't know her name, she's phenomenal in it. Uh, but there's just, it's, it's a simple premise. This woman decides that she is going to save up to go to Paris to get a Christian Dior dress. Just... Even if she never wears it outside, uh, even if she, uh, like, never goes to a place where she can, or, like, even if she's invited to a place that she could possibly wear this, she just wants to have it, to know that she got it for herself, and it's sophisticated, it's gorgeous, it's beautiful. Um, She goes, and uh, she goes, and adventures ensue. I, I loved it so much that at the end of the movie, I cried. I cried because, you know, spoiler alert, she gets the dress. And uh, other stuff happens too. But there, there's a love component. Like, uh, It changes even the ending of the book, which I love this movie so much that I read the book and the follow-up. I've not read the third one where she goes to Russia, but I read Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris and Mrs. Harris Goes to New York, um, which is, uh, God, it's by an author, but the, the books came out in the 50s, late 50s, early 60s. But yeah, I loved it. It was so sweet. It was a nice little change up to the point where, like, Stephen's walking by me and he did that, like, partner thing where he, like, walked by. He's like, what, what are you... You're watching, and uh, he would catch little scenes here and there. Uh, let's see. Last night I saw Scream Six, which I saw Scream Five, and I went, "Okay, cool." And have not had. I did not hate it. Steven and I actually make references to it all the time, but it's just like it's about toxic fandom, really. So it's a kind of a hard thing to rewatch. And there's a legacy character that obviously dies, and uh, that's really hard too because they go out in a really fucking hard way. Uh But six is the first one of the franchise without Nev Campbell, which you know it's like a, oh, it's a good thing that you know Sydney, the character of Sydney, was able to you know finally get her happy ending. But really, like she could have been. They just decided not to offer Nev what. Someone who has been the lead of this franchise or a very important figure in five. I wouldn't say that she was the lead in five. Um yeah. How did Matthew Lillard put it? Uh, you know, did did Tom Cruise take less money for Maverick part six or whatever? No, he didn't. Um so I applaud that she she you know stuck to her guns. Uh good for you, Nev Campbell. You go, Nev Campbell. But um it was still pretty good. Uh I'd say in the third act it got a little and uh it can rely too much on what's come before. Uh but it was still great and I would actually rewatch that one. Uh in a way that I wouldn't rewatch 5. I actually don't watch 4 that often either, but I uh, the the first one is a classic. Um second one I think the second one is the only one I saw in theaters. Uh, the third one is interesting and has a direct tie to Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, which is funny. Uh, you either know or you know. You know or if you know, you know. That's the thing. But yeah, um, the most fucked up one, fucked up movie I've seen in April has to be Barbarian. <laughs> If you've seen Barbarian, me just saying that I know you went like, oh, God. And if you haven't, um, I don't know if I can re- recommend Barbarian to people. Barbarian was written and directed by Zach Kreger, who I know from, and a lot of people, not just me, know from Whitest Kids You Know, which I was a big fan of. Whitest Kids You Know, um, Trevor Moore, I still miss. My God. Uh, but Zach Kreger, uh, Did like he did this exercise, writing exercise, where he uh, just basically thought about all the red flags that women have to keep in mind, just living their lives, let alone when they're traveling. And he kept being able to expand on it and liking what he was expanding on until it became this this thing. Um, Bill Skarsgård, I think, uh, was a great add to it i'm trying not to ruin it for anybody who hasn't seen it but it's a great film uh cast because bill skarsgård is a great thing at that point because i think he was cast with people already knowing what a get he was for the horror genre um and once you watch it if you watch it, it's a movie that you only need to watch once. Because if you watch it again, I don't see how you watch it again. I went to bed shortly after I watched this, and that was a mistake. Uh, it's the first time in years that I've shouted at the screen. I don't do that. <laughs> I, I just don't do that. That's not me trying to be like, oh, bitch, I'm so like, hardcore or whatever. Like, no, I just, I typically don't do that. And I did that twice in that movie. Um... Yeah, I, uh, please check that out, but Barbarian, it'll it'll fuck you up, for real. And then, um, yeah, as far as television, this uh, April, I finished Only Murders in the Building Season 2. I can't believe I've caught up. It's phenomenal, if you haven't seen it yet. Uh, finished Mandalorian Season 3, which, meh. It's great to watch weekly, but as a binge, impossible. Um, I do love Pedro, but... You know, um, what was it? Katie Sackhoff is amazing. Uh, great. Oh, There's so many other actors in it aside from Pedro. And I know people consider Pedro a voice actor in that respect. He's still great. Whatever. Um, Picard was the big one. Picard uh, finished. And it finished amazingly. Because uh, this last season was all about next-gen actors coming back. and Except for Will Wheaton. <laughs> uh they gave wesley a bit of something at the end of season two and i felt like that was fine with the way that they ended up writing wesley toward the end uh toward the end of the initial run of the series but uh it was great i cried a bunch next gen's very important to me um my dad got me into science fiction and next gen um The original series is phenomenal, but next-gen is going to be very near and dear to my heart. When Patrick Stewart dies, I'm not going to be okay. Uh, And Titans is finally back. Season 4 is finally finishing up, which will be the end of the series. Um, It's meh, but Joseph Morgan from... Vampire Diaries and the originals is in it, so uh, makes up for any kind of little funkiness here and there. And hey, you get some of the Doom Patrol to come back, and that includes Cliff, which is voiced by Brandon Fraser. Uh Brendan Fraser. Um yeah, I've been uh rewatching Buffy and Angel, which this rewatch has been interesting because uh uh my initial run of the show, I was in love with Xander Harris, and these past couple of rewatches. Xander's been impossible to watch because I, I'm just picking up on stuff that oh, there's uh, there's no way I could have picked up on. It's with time that you pick up on how toxic uh, Xander is and how there's the stuff that happened, that it's happened behind the scenes on both Buffy and Angel that kind of makes it hard to ignore. Read into that what you will. I don't care. And then as far as books, uh, I've been rereading a lot of stuff. Just because I've been in the middle of writing my second book, this current draft, I tend not to read a lot of fantasy and science fiction when I'm writing science fiction. So I've been rereading a bunch of stuff and reading contemporary things. But one thing, um, if you're not familiar with the author, Stephanie Garber, Stephanie is fantastic. Her uh, Caraval series was great. It was a great surprise. But uh, another series that she's working on, the first two books are out, and I read those back-to-back immediately, and in September, I believe, the third and final book will come out. If you're a fan of Caraval already, you'll like this, but even if you haven't read those books, uh, the first book is called Once Upon a Broken Heart, and the second book is The Ballad of Never After. Once upon a broken heart, I went ahead and just like took the uh, the synopsis, but uh, so I'm going to read that to you very poorly. But um, if you're a fan of fantasy or mythology, especially anything tied to gods, please give that a a, a a listen or a read. But here's the synopsis: How far would you go for happily ever after? For as long as she can remember, Evangeline Fox has believed in true love and happy endings until she learns that the love of her life will marry another. Desperate to stop the wedding and to heal her wounded heart, Evangeline strikes a deal with the charismatic but wicked Prince of Hearts. In exchange for his help, he asks for three kisses to be given at the time and place of his choosing. But after Evangeline's first promised kiss, she learns that bargaining with an immortal is a dangerous game, and that the Prince of Hearts wants far more from her than she'd pledged. He has plans for an- He has plans for Angeline. Plans that will either end in the greatest happily ever after, or the most exquisite tragedy. I cried. I cried at the end of the second book, um, and it left on a cliffhanger like books do. <laughs> Um, I loved it. Stephanie Garber is amazing. Please read her. And uh if you enjoy her, let me know. And if again, if you don't enjoy her, I don't care. And I'm ta- I always uh, I found that these past few episodes, I'm trying to talk about stuff that I've enjoyed over the month because there has been a lot of just crap that's happened too. Let's be Unfortunately real. Yeah, um, for those who don't have Twitter or follow me on Twitter, I was verified on Twitter. And just pay the dollars, whatever the fuck, all of that is about... (coughs) Pardon me. Um, uh, The reason that I had basically pleaded with Twitter a few times to get me verified is there was a point where being just a woman with a voice even a voice online is troubling to some really radical people and not uh radical in like a i'm going to kill you for having a vagina and for not liking me even though you've never met me like i well jesus and that's not an overreaction i've had uh death threats um, people love to bring up my weight, which is hilarious because it's like they're, they're, these are also very lazy, very lazy insults that people people do. But the the weirdest thing was people were pretending to be me as well as other actors, namely women in the dubbing industry, at least, uh, and and that's obviously happening to other people, but um, not just in anime or dubbing anime, but uh, it got to a point where. I had a friend—this is when I still had Facebook—that um, messaged me on Facebook and asked me why I was sending her 13-year-old, like, female characters, like, covered in semen uh, via Twitter. And I'm like, can you please show me what the fuck you're talking about, bitch? There's no way that— That's me. And it's like Terry with a Y or Terry with a space uh, or like Terry Doty. My handle is never Terry Doty. It's T Dotally because it's my internet Flandersness. But I uh, was getting that and uh, uh, I had a client. Um, in Belgium that actually reached out to me via email and he showed me screenshots, too. It's from a different person or someone the same person using different things. Uh, a different handle. And it's like, can I ask, in very broken English, like, why you're sending me this? I never worked with them again. And because I had to explain in a really weird way. This wasn't tied to anime. I had to explain to them just kind of like the stupidity of some of this. So... It's like I'm about to get rid of Twitter, or I need to get verified, and so I sent Twitter all the appropriate shit, and they finally got me verified. And that's, I mean, the the impersonation stopped because they could, there was no validity to them. And it's like you are not Terry Doty. This Terry Doty has a blue check mark. You aren't Terry Doty. The only other Terry Doty that isn't pretending to be Terry Doty anime Terry Doty is a woman that does nails. That's probably really mad at me for getting TerryDoty.com before her. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that all, all that stopped. And now, luckily with Twitter, I've, I've been on there long enough that it's like, well, Terry Doty, the real Terry Doty joined Twitter in June 2011. There you go. That's Terry. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, like I do think some people are a little too intense about the blue check mark, uh, or they used to be. Like when I got verified, I had friends being like, "How did you do it?" and blah blah blah, and getting like kind of shitty with me for getting verified before them. It was really stupid. But yeah, um, in the past couple weeks. Uh, When I can, uh, it's just been a little too intense with the things people are okay with saying. Twitter has never been a perfect place. But my God... I, but I say I'm burned out on a no. This is going to be the new Twitter. Like I thought, Hive Social was supposed to be the new Twitter. I thought Mastodon was supposed to be the new Twitter. I thought Post. Okay, Post was never going to be the new Twitter, but uh, I like Post because it, it it's very blog formatty. Um, I signed up for Spoutable this uh, last week, and that's been fine. Uh, I was able to actually transfer over my my verification, which is interesting. But, um, and I found that out through Jason Alexander posting about it. But uh, now everyone's talking about Blue Sky. I'm like, I, you know, maybe. <sighs> it, it, it's hard as a creative that wants to keep talking about their stuff and promoting their stuff. It's really hard to say, no, fuck it. I'm not going to post on this anymore. Because this is just how we do it now. Like, no. Uh, Like, yeah, occasionally I'll pay for marketing. Like, when the second book comes out, I'll definitely have people help me out. Uh, Just like I did last time. Uh, No, I didn't do last time. I should have. But I also have this podcast. Read my book, One of Few, by Terry Doty, The 11th Hours, book one. Go for it. (laughs) Marketing done. But um, it's hard to say no. But it's also just at some point, it's kind of like, like donation exhaustion, uh, because I feel like so many of, okay, it's nothing like that, my God, but it's just, there's always something else. Um, For a while there is, uh, when I'm talking about uh, donation exhaustion, it felt like so many of my friends and people that actually still have insurance, but this isn't covered, like, um, like, oh, hey, my friend really needs help here. So I'm going to donate to them. Um, oh, this organization is f- specifically for funeral services, you know, for a bunch of kids that were gunned down. Yes, I want to donate to that. Um, I know I have that. like I would probably have to be specific as to what what school shooting I'm talking about. Isn't that fun? Anyways, uh, yeah, uh, friends that um, just unexpectedly lost their job or all that uh, and just eventually it's like I, I i can't donate anymore and i just feel like i keep kind of burning out on on all that stuff um on an upswing right now there's a lot of great stuff happening personally but just in society uh i'm a little exhausted and i cannot be alone there like for real can't i know this <sighs> So on that note, um, I hope you guys enjoyed probably me talking about a psychic uh, way too much. But it was (laughs) was definitely necessary to bring up, obviously. But uh, I'm really glad that I was able to get better enough to get back to writing, get back to recording, um, whether or not I was floopy. And be able to get this episode going um if you're liking the episode please do consider leaving me a review on wherever you're listening to me um please let me know if you can via twitter um or even email perpetuallyoffbeat at gmail.com where you're listening um I'm curious, Uh, we're kind of uh, adding ourselves to other, I say we, both Steven and myself, because we're the ones that run Obscure Chatter, Uh, trying to see if there are any markets that need our RSS feed that we haven't given it to. Uh, Audible, for some reason, will not get back to me on episode 36 missing, which was last week's, or last month's episode. Um, There's nothing I can do about that. Aside from what I've already done. But we are are available. Most of the episodes are available on Audible. Um, available on Amazon Music, through Google Play, through Apple Podcasts, or Apple whatever the fuck it's called now, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, Player FM, and obviously directly the RSS feed through ObscureChatter.com. I... In June, it'll be four years for this show and very, very grateful that it's still going and it's gone through all these different versions just because of the world being floopy and us figuring out what works, what doesn't. But again, uh, as always, I appreciate all of you guys listening Uh, as we sign off and get ready for the it's going to be May bullshit and just May being May. Uh, I hope that you're taking time to take care of yourself. You're doing stuff just because you want to fucking do it. I want you to read good shit, watch good shit, and just try not to be a shit. And take care of yourself, because if you don't, you're going to feel like shit. Um, once again, we are sponsored by Pants, Pants, shorts that went to college. And until next time, Asta.